If you'd like to support the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, shop at our merch store, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Special thanks to our patrons, M. Trichkovsky and Tony Irons. To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash whatsmythesis. It was pretty illegal, and and we'd have like weird rapport with these cops. There was I remember this one cop where we would, if I'd see him and I wasn't on my skateboard, I would tap my skateboard on the ground, and he would look, <laughs> <laughs> and we'd get like busted by him, and we just act really stupid. We'd be like, oh, oh, it's illegal. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. And then literally, he busted us two or three times in one day, and we just like, you played till oh, every time. Oh, that was you. Oh, dude, I didn't realize that was today. Sorry, dude. And it was like this thing where... Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza, and today my guest is Ben Warwas. We've actually been friends for like a while now that, that we realized last time, because you are, uh, not to define you as someone's spouse, but you are, uh, <laughs> you are Molly, you're, you're Mrs. Shulman. It's true. Yeah. I'm Mr. Mr. Shulman. I live in the, in the shadow of Made in LA. Of Made in LA? Yeah. You absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not we, a bad thing. We cast a very small shadow and you have your, you stand on your own feet, sir. You have, uh, you have a lot of press on your, uh. On, on your designs and stuff, which is uh, really exciting because I think in our friend group, you have a success at a level that, that most of us don't even oh. have ambition for. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. In terms of like, uh, you know, uh, making a good living while also being popular. <laughs> there you go. Wow. So many compliments. I'm so excited. I mean, press is such a weird thing in architecture because it's like, it's actually... I mean, I think if you have a good project, it comes really easily, but it's also a tremendous amount of work on your end. And you realize why people get like PR people, because it's like, it's just busy work. It's just sending, 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 and just inter interacting with these press people. And then they ask for specific things. And sometimes you go through all this trouble and then that you don't hear back from them ever again. Oh, really? <laughs> and wow. then sometimes all of a sudden... You don't hear back from them. And then someone's like, hey, I saw your project in this thing. And you're like, oh, wow, I guess it finally worked out. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and they never told you that it was going to no, go through. Exactly. They just did it. Yeah, yeah. That's so pretty crazy. Like, and then there's all the connections. Like there's like every time you get press with like, let's say the LA Times, there's like, I don't know, five to 10 other entities that are just automatically connected to the LA Times. And... Then all of a sudden it's in all these papers, a little local papers and stuff like that all over America and random things. And in some ways it's kind of sad because those local papers aren't reporting on actual local news. Yeah. <laughs> They're reporting about this ADU in LA. And but, so are they just uh, reprinting the story kind of pretty thing? Pretty much. Oh, okay. So yeah. they're not, that, that, they're, they're like just not even hiring. That's like a yes. job. Yeah. That, so basically they probably filed, fired all the like regular you know, local journalists and, but they kept their local paper mm -hmm. and maybe deleted 75% of the local stuff. And they just take on this stuff from, cause like my sister's husband's parents were living in Connecticut. It was in the paper there. Oh, wow. And then my friend who lives in Alameda, it was in the local paper there. Jesus Christ. And That's like, like you, so you have, you're like bigger than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Walked into that one. 
Dan, yes. they know you in Alameda. <laughs> Alameda. Yeah. That's like, I get so many clients in Alameda. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, so, do, but does that press, so do people reach out to you or is that something that like, cause I know that, you know, obviously it's, there's no shame in hustling when artists do it too. Like, I, I think that Voyage LA thing is very much a, a thing where it oh, like, yeah. have you seen those? I mean, I was, I, yeah, I got interviewed for that because Molly got interviewed and then they, because Voyage LA just asks you, once you get interviewed, they ask you, who should we interview? And so yeah, yeah. you just sort of tell them all your friends. And, but from, no, with LA Times, I actually reached out to them. Like, yeah. we knew that we really liked the project. We had taken great photographs of it. And, and then, you know, knowing other ar architects, and they're like, oh, yeah, just reach out to this certain person and see what happens. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. But, but then I told another friend, Melissa Shin, and she got a monster spread of her project. Whoa. She got like, I think, three full pages, the cover and everything. And I so, like the spread envy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have major spread envy. I'm going to need a lot of therapy after this interview. That's crazy though. No, I mean, that, that those are things that like people don't really realize that everybody in every industry has to do, right? Like you kind of have to ask for the press because it's not like people are going, it almost sounds like what these guys do is pretty cushy because like the journalists, the architecture journalists at the LA Times do yeah. it because they're just like waiting to get pissed. And if they like something, they're like, like that is like not reporting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no shade, <laughs> but that's like, I know like, they're like, no, it's, it's like if I was like, I had so many clients just coming in all the time and then I would just like pick one, you know, like, that. yeah, but yeah, 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 no, they do. But I mean, a lot of, a lot of the big firms, like I have a friend who, um, I mean, won't say his name, but he has a tremendous amount of money and he did a project and he just hired a press firm and the, the press firms or the PR firms, they can make sure that like all kinds of magazines cover you at the exact same time Oh, because typically they don't like that when you just go, like you're just the designer or architect. And you're like, hey, I want you to cover my story. The first thing they ask is like, has anybody else covered it? Yeah, yeah. They want the scoop. Yeah, but then somehow if you have a PR firm, they'll just all cover it at the exact same time. And so it's like a whole, you're like, how, how do they do that? But yeah. it's like. What are the like big publications that are not like newspapers that would be considered like, like, you know, like Dwell is, is that, does that matter to people? Dwell has a soup. It's all about like subscriptions and how much they publish. And Dwell is a good one. It's yeah. like super high, whatever. I don't know. Super high numbers. I mean, there's like Architects Digest, but I think that is, I mean, it's a big deal no matter what for an architect, but it's a lot of interior designers. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the highest number of publications. And then Dwell, I mean, LA Times is always good because it's so local. And yeah. I mean, a lot of the people in the design world, they really like D-Zine, which is actually a European, it's an English company, but it has a huge subscription. And then Arc Daily, which is something that you can just upload your project to Arc Daily and someone vets it. And then it goes, they might have like six different, they have like Spain, they have South America, they have yeah, North yeah. America, they have Asia. And so then it gets, it goes to all those. But, oh, and then like in... In, over here or whatever or even in new york architects newspaper that's like super the like the architects thing because there's like the whole architecture scene and they read a bunch of stuff but then there's the actual public that reads stuff and, and so and then that's that's where you get more clients as opposed yes. to because like not everybody that's a client is a architecture nerd yeah no one's going to read architects newspaper <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah you try to get the awards with like i mean dwell just recently started giving out awards I would say Dwell has a pretty 
broad reach though like i mean no they do yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're but, one of the best because it's such a lifestyle magazine that yeah, yeah it's like the moment where some random person who can afford a fancy house there's actually a floor plan in there and they're looking at floor plans and it's like yeah no i think dwell they do say dwell is a, a really good one to get into yeah i, w- I mean i because I know about it, and I'm not in architecture. <laughs> <laughs> you read it, right? No, and you see I, those I fancy it. people? I, I received it randomly. I don't even know how it started showing up at my house. It was actually, remember back in the day when I did that piece, uh, the the junk mail piece? I would get... Oh, yeah. So that started because, like... It was it was basically just junk mail being littered into the house because it was like a mail slot. It wasn't oh, a box, yeah. so oh, it just perfect. fucking pile up. And I got really annoyed. So at a certain point, I stopped throwing away and I just started collecting it and like laid it out all in like by by category, by you know by I brand remember, by brand. And and then um, yeah, like that th- that was one of the magazines that was just like incessantly dropping into that mailbox. It was just dwell, dwell, dwell. So I have like a weird relationship. I kind of like it, but I also hate it. <laughs> because... I think all architects have that same relationship. Oh, really? Like I'm always like, there's something about it that's like not architectural enough, but then at the same time, it's like, it's, you know, it's lifestyle. And those are the people that are going to hire you to design a cool house. So it's like, but it's just this sort of delivery. But yeah, no, I remember that piece. I always love that piece that you did. And, oh, thank you. And it's just, I like the fact that you told me that it, you just had the mail slot because that's so interesting because you don't have to box. You know, those postmen are like, oh, that dude, yeah. he's got a mail slot. Just put your shit in it. <laughs> so sometimes my mailman will show up and he'll be, show me all this junk. He's like, do you want this? And he's giving me the option to just say no, but like you didn't have that option. <laughs> Damn, I think that guy could get fired for that. <laughs> Don't, yeah, I'm not. I can't because, like, that whole hustle of like the direct mail is so crazy. You know, like it's like it's so wasteful. But there's no way you're ever going to shut that down. Yeah, you know, yeah. like just it's like coupons. Can you imagine the printing costs? All like you know all of that shit. You know, I mean, obviously there were jobs too involved. Like there's designers yeah. that put that shit together, but it's still like. It just feels like you could just be junk mail and like electronic. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there. You know, think about all the junk mail that yeah. you get in your email. But yeah, it's like, and exactly. you don't read it. No, yeah. it's horrifying. I mean, they have to print the paper. They have to cut the trees down. Yeah. They have to pay the guy. They have to send it to our house. And, and just then we have to the throw it in the <laughs> trash. And then they have to take it to the dump. It's just like, come on, guys. It's such a fucked up life cycle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe we should make some different decisions, yeah. you know, use our energy in a different way. Yeah. So I made it art. Instead of garbage, <laughs> but then uh, I got into an accident and I lost like a few of those pieces, and I was like, "All right, the thing's ruined." <laughs> You're like that one March 2019 dwell is gone. This yeah. piece is ruined. The one that was like third from the bottom. Okay, so where did you you grew up out here in LA or no? I grew up in Berkeley, in Northern Berkeley, California. Northern yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what brought you down here? I actually I had lived here for like three months. To get this fashion job, I, in undergrad I did fashion, mm. and um, I get, sort of got a hookup. I got a job. I was living with a friend, like we were living in the same room and everything. But um, then it kind of just didn't work out, and then I left. And then I moved. It's like long story, but I moved to New York City. I met a woman, and we were together. And she wanted to leave New York City, and I had remembered really liking L.A which people from Berkeley are not supposed to like LA. Yeah, They're yeah. sort of bred to not, you know, but I've I lo- been around there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those people, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then we, I don't know, we made this agreement. I was like, well, if we're going to leave New York city, cause I didn't want to leave and we're going to LA. And so yeah. we came here and, and then eventually split up. And Berkeley is, uh, is very much that thing where it's like, 
it's that liberal like bleeding heart thing where they're where they're like bleeding liberal yeah but they but they it's it's kind of ironic because they really want to help the poor people they just don't want them in their fucking city (laughs) (laughs) they just don't want to give them any money (laughs) they don't want them in (laughs) la we care about you yeah that's how this is happening in la like all these democratically run fucking cities are just like bye (laughs) yeah they're like we love you i just get out of our city we don't want you to have a house but we're okay with walking through your the smell of your piss and shit on the streets yeah it's like it's pretty fucking weird anyway but but that that is uh that is something that i always found funny because i would i would classify berkeley as like a high a level higher into that like attitude but la is really trying to keep up right now yeah so that was yeah totally i mean they had all the redlining my dad was friends with one of the Black Panthers ages ago. And I oh, think wow. he sort of told me, I mean, later, later, but he lived right down the street, but that was when they told me about the whole redlining in there. There's a street called now it was called Grove. And then it got changed to Martin Luther King. And that was the street that black people couldn't own property above. Oh, okay. You know, and, it happened yeah. in Ber- and Berkeley was actually, I think one of the first public school systems in America to integrate. But at the same time, they weren't letting them own property all over yeah. the town. And yeah. I mean, when growing up there, and now you can still tell. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in exactly. Berkeley in particular, dude. <laughs> yeah, they and got, it's that street. Literally. They got shit like rose gardens over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. There's a rose garden with a sand slide. You put sand on it and like, and you slide down. Oh, yeah. We were trying to take either that. She wouldn't, that really big cornices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun, that's like a roller coaster. Yeah, that shit is crazy. But but it's like it's like oh yeah I wonder why the ghetto doesn't have a rose garden. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, well, there's no hills there, so we couldn't do it up there. <laughs> That's a, I like that you didn't go southern, or it was like broadly southern. It wasn't like it, it was a politician southern, not not uh, not 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 uh, yokel. <laughs> I was trying to do the the white guy and all the the rap the rap songs. Mm. You're trying to do a black guy's impersonation of a white guy in the 90s? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> That's appropriation, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the wormhole of appropriation. That's that's a good angle. Just total like, confusion. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> My goodness. That made me choke on water. Oh. So, um, okay. So then you used to make clothes. Uh, we... we Bond because you're not a raver, but we like Jinkos. <laughs> <laughs> I I started making clothes at the beginning of the rave scene. Okay. Like it was high school. I think it was like a junior. And yeah, that stuff, like there was all these raves. I would get invited to all these raves that was called Toontown. Mm-hmm. And I was like super shy kid. And there was this girl that would always be like giving me these those flyers. Do you remember those flyers, those little so postcards? Beautiful. So beautiful. Those some yeah. of the best artwork, <laughs> like most inspiring. I still remember. <laughs> yeah, I was always like, and they would I would and they would always go to these, these like kids and they would just go rave and I never went. But then it was like I started making clothes and we would make our clothes like that. We yeah. would just cut the inseam out of the pants and add like this much, and then the pants were just huge yeah and i was a skateboarder and so we kind of dressed like that too and yeah but yeah it was the whole rave thing it was it was nuts my uh jinko origin story is 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 did you ever watch uh like freaks and geeks or did you ever it like the the or it act probably actually happened in real life you saw you know i don't have to reference a tv show um did you ever see like a kid that all of a sudden from one day to the next just had a complete makeover in high school and like and it was just like 
oh, okay, like you're completely, you've gone from this to this. Like I tried to pull that off at, when I was in Miami and I bought Jinkos and I was going for more of a, um, like I was wearing pants like this because I had just moved from Italy to the U.S. and this fashion was completely different. In Miami, everybody was like wearing baggy shit. It was the 90s, right? Yeah. And so I was trying to impress uh, some girl and I was like, uh, I, 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 you know, I bought a, a shirt that had like, an alien smoking weed out of a bong, you know, it was like fucking complete poser shit, complete poser. And then, you know, the embarrassment that came along with doing that, like, you know, and getting called out on it, it was like, she told me, I was like, she was like, you're dressing like some, something you're not, you know? Wow. I had she just the, called I, you out. I had the Pumas as well, the, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 with the stripes. So I was yeah. going for it. And then what I ended up doing is I kept wearing those pants, but I just like frayed the bottom, let him out. You know, I just like ripped up the bottom and now I was suddenly a skater raver. Was... <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't back down, motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there were some kids. We used to call some of the kids who we'd call them like a chameleon because they would switch. They would go from like goth to raver. Yeah, skater. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be like every day, but they were sort of try. I mean, in hindsight, you know, they were just trying to figure themselves out. But like, yeah. I was always just such a skateboarder, and it was just like I didn't go back and forth. I mean, we wore weird clothes, but skateboarding yeah. was the was the religion. To me, the the California skateboarding scene is mythical too, because it's, it's like we didn't have like you know like no one gave a shit about Miami skateboarding scene, and we probably didn't even have that many great skaters, you know, because like all the fucking yeah. sponsorships and all that shit was out here. Well, at one point, it's like ninety percent of the professional skateboarders lived in Southern California. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, not anymore, but there was a time. When yeah, it was yeah, like... back when it started, because it was like it was there was no Tony Hawk. Like, I mean, he was yeah. around, but he, there was no, like, ambassador to the fucking yeah, sport yeah. that, like, everybody knows. You know, parents are like, oh, let's go get him a skateboard at Walmart, as, like, yeah, as yeah. opposed to, like, it being a scourge. I remember the transition when people went from, like, when security guards went from being assholes to apologizing for kicking us out. Oh my God, I don't know if I ever. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess there was a lot. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. So, sorry they let you have the one more trick or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. One more trick, yeah. 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 No, I mean, skateboarding is like, because I went to school, I went to underground in Boston and I just, I hadn't. That's I had, a fucking huge skating scene too. It was, but it was, I went to school there in 96 to 99. Oh. And so it hadn't, it was kind of like sort of taking off there, but I started skateboarding and it was awesome. And I met all these skater kids, but they, it wasn't that they were, I mean, they were enamored with skateboarding and stuff like that, but they literally thought California was Baywatch. And it was so many weird conversations. And they were like, it's not like that. And I was like, well, maybe is, in though. LA. Yeah, but I lived in Northern <laughs> California. And like, you know, SF was like a you huge skate You lied to game. these Bostonians. You broke their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were just like totally blown away. I would say Miami's probably more Baywatch than LA. Like seriously. Yes, yes definitely. Definitely much more Baywatch. <laughs> so to be fair, yeah, because like... There's more coast. It's all the way around. The whole yeah, no, they definitely have a lot of fucking beach over there. And uh, like over here... It's crazy. I, I I don't hang out too much in Venice, but I feel like that vibe is a little bit more hippie. Even Santa Monica, like yeah, it's like Rasta, professional like, hippie, like you know, like hippies that are doing well that go to Burning Man kind of vibes. Yeah, you're doing which, well if you can go to Burning Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if you live in fucking Venice and you're a hippie, yeah, come exactly. on, get the fuck out of here. You're not a hippie. <laughs> no, you're no longer a hippie. 
good Hippies point. smell yeah. bad and they have principles. <laughs> to to and their it, detriment. And it's not it's not their stock options, that's their principles. Oh my god. That, I agree. Yeah, but um but yeah, Miami is just a lot of Cuban girls with like big butts that I you know, no shade. I love it. And uh and uh and then Shorts with high heels, at least in the oh, fucking nineties. Yeah, that that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That that you don't see out here. So I would definitely yeah. give the Miami the Baywatch. Yeah, Miami is Miami's. Yeah. That's what I should have said. I've been, oh, that's just Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot all that in Miami. They tell you, you, it's California. you weren't you weren't as worldly back then. <laughs> no, I was not. Also, then was like I think I was sort of like anti Los Angeles because I had just moved. But I I just wanted to get out of Berkeley. I was just like, I'm yeah, done. this place is too small. It's like yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet it gets uh, it gets a little stuffy. It does. I mean, the problem is the the whole Bay Area is just so nice. It's just like the weather is really nice. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get hot. The food is really good. You know, if you can afford it. So it's like one of those things where you're like, it's not super exciting here, but it's really nice. So you, where did you go? You went to what did you you studied architecture in Boston? No, no, I went, I went to Boston and I studied fashion. I okay, did actually right. like yeah. kind of like a, a minor in experimental film. They have like a whole, at MassArt, they have a whole experimental film thing. But That's where you went, MassArt? Yeah, yeah. And then, and actually those same skater kids, it took them the longest period of time to realize that I wasn't gay because I made clothes. At one point, one of them in the cafeteria like sat down and admitted to me. He was like, you know, when I first met you. I thought you were gay because you made clothes. <laughs> and I was like, well, whatever, that's fine. You can well, they still gay. hung out with you. I know, but I was like, <laughs> it was, but it's it was this sp- moment for him. And yeah, yeah, it speaks well of him. Yeah, I mean, I think... That I, he was okay of, with it. Like, yeah. It, it, it sounds like he had a moment and a, and a life moment and a life process that he was like dealing with. Is like <laughs> He did. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. I still sort of know him on Instagram, but it was this... It, you know, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is it came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were all close. I would party with them. <laughs> I was like, I had girlfriends and and then all of a sudden one day he sort of tells me this and it was like, and I was like, oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe I'm going back on it. Maybe he's like, maybe it was, he was telling you like, I used to think badly of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I mean, maybe I should do things like that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's crazy. So then, so Boston, you, you, did you, you just decided you weren't an, an East Coaster, it sounds like. Boston's a weird place. Yeah. I mean, if you're like a weirdo, because I still had crazy hair and I made all my crazy clothes and, and I, I mean... And I, you know, I had a ton of friends, but like, there's just a, like a weird, violent vibe there. If, if you don't, you know, go to MIT or wear the right clothes or go to sports bars and stuff like that. Like I lived in South Boston. I worked for this woman who, <clears throat> I mean, she was amazing. She helped really taught me how to sew. She was kind of a couturier and I worked at her store, <clears throat> but South Boston, she had, she had three kids and <laughs> her youngest kid, like maybe every week or two. He would come into the store and he would just say, oh, Ben, what's up? Have you been beat up yet? Because <laughs> I mean, you've seen like Goodwill Hunting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. And, yeah. But I mean, not that anything actually happened. Like, you'll walk down the street when I was there and all you'd overhear these conversations. And it was like almost 90% of the time it was about parole or it was about a scam that they, uh, someone was running. And you would just hear them talking about this. Yeah. But when I was there, it was like a lot of the kids that had grown up there, they were burnt out. And if their parents passed away, they would sell and they just left. 
because they were actually getting pretty burnt out from it. Because and then it got and it's by the beach. It's like a pretty freaking nice part of Boston. There's yeah. like a whole huge beach and everything there. But yeah, I lived there and. <clears throat> Yeah, I just I just wanted. I left every summer. People told me the summer was awesome because Boston is like fifty percent students, mm -hmm. so fifty percent of the population almost leaves. Yeah, and the the art kids and the skater kids, they're like, "Oh, you got to stay, dude. We just party all <laughs> summer. There's nobody here." I was like, "That does sound kind of cool, but I have to go back to California." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do find the East Coast is like surprisingly abrasive now when I go back. Like people, like first of all, the first when I was living in Miami and I went to New York, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. <laughs> you guys are aggressive." Yeah, I think though, because I lived in New York City for a while, and I New York City is a little bit more communal. Like they're aggressive, but it's like, like when I lived in New York City, everyone you'd meet a couple people at a party, and then all of a sudden they would like try, they'd help you get an interview. Or mm -hmm. this woman, you know, she was like, "Oh, I can sell your clothes here. Oh, I can try to get these other people to sell your clothes." Like people were like super welcoming, but Boston was just there's this it's this like this tension that's just yeah. like under the surface. And I was talking to a good friend of mine who was also in the clothing the fashion program who was from here and you know she dresses you dress crazy too and she was like yeah it's weird she said she would get yelled at on the train that she would have like a piercing or something and people oh, wow. would just start screaming at her just like wow and I, that didn't happen to me but yeah she... <laughs> yeah my my problem with miami is that a lot of it there wasn't i mean it, it's, it sounds like it's changed a lot but there wasn't a lot to do there and it was very insular. Like even the people that I know from Miami that are moved out here kind of still all hang out. Like, oh, you know, yeah. and that makes sense. They're not like yeah. exclusionary, but it is a very weird vibe when you hang out with all Miami people and you're like, you're like, oh yeah, that's why I left. It's like, it's, it's not that they're rude or anything. It's just this, like, it, it's like fucking pristine hipsterism you know where everybody's kind of attractive but like also kind of weird you know <laughs> and and sounds like, like a tv show waiting yeah. to have like a little undertone of weirdness yeah but like i don't know I'm, i mean they're nice people they're it's just for for me i was like it it was such a centralized art scene that it's funny to see them still be so centralized with each other when they're out here which which is like oh because over here like everybody's like it's all dispersed there's no yeah. like you, you can't like where what's where's the art scene chinatown the I bendix building yeah, you know on the all, move. yeah it's everywhere you yeah. can't fucking just like pin it down whereas in when i was in miami it was pretty easy there were like there were definitely a few spots but like the design district was very specifically like furniture and shit like that you know yeah. <clears throat> and um and then there was like uh you know like the hip part of town it was um i know i'm fucking blanking on the name it's where Frederick, Frederick Snitzer Gallery is and all of these places. Um, and they had, they, it would, it, it would be like, uh, art walks would be every Saturday, every second Saturday. And they would have like Bacardi and like, it's just fucking ragers. Awesome. Ragers. <laughs> As you're going gallery hopping in this like district, that's like, I, I was a, I was a gallery assistant for them and an art handler for them. And like one time I showed up early and I was standing there in my polo looking nice. And this car just kept circling. And I went into this uh, into this chop shop that was like clearly a fucking chop shop. And I was like, hey, can I just hang out here, this car? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's all good, you know? But it's like it was not a safe neighborhood. That I remember one woman went from, uh, I don't even remember the name. This is where the galleries were. Yeah, this is yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the galleries. Because it's all like in a formerly industrial warehouse yeah, area, yeah. right? 
they're like big spaces so and that's what that's actually when i learned i remember at the opaf you were like oh you know how to mud i was like <laughs> i built an entire gallery <laughs> space like with six oh, wow. you know like huge fucking walls like and it wasn't just like a square gallery it was like it was one of those that had like oh like a bunch of yeah, different yeah. rooms and then we put up a partition and shit so it was like uh it was Maybe like the last thing I did in Miami was build that gallery space. And then I was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time in Miami. Yeah. I drove to Key West when we were in school in Boston for spring break. And it was like, well, the awesome part is when we left, it was like that snow that's like slush. And it, as soon as it like hits you, it turns to water. Uh -huh. And it was so cold. And we drove for 24 hours straight. And then we stopped at this beach which i think was quite a bit north in florida and we jumped into the ocean and there were phosphorescence and it was like the craziest transition it yeah it's like they were so sort of going nuts all around us i think that was like the first time i never swam with them key west is a weird place bro oh yeah well, that, <laughs> then we got to key west and it was like it was weird it was like and it was it was i don't know why we decided but the key lime pie was awesome yeah we were just like randomly camping. We didn't really sort of do the whole like spring break thing. I think I was like with three women, but yeah. we just went to weird beaches. But I don't know. It was like a fun trip. But once we got there, we were kind of like, "This is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did we come here?" That's where the fucking uh, the uh, cats with thumbs, or the, the 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 there's like the there's the Hemingway cat. I forget what. It, oh, you, you know what I'm yeah, talking I about? Yeah, I think we, we we went to Hemingway's house, like, little yeah, museum. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like that is like the, I always think of Key West as that like place that has the mutant cats because it feels <laughs> like, you know it's like and, and and I I mean this as not a derogatory term, but it, it but it is like the most charming white trash you've ever come across. Isn't there that, um, that country singer, the Parrot Heads? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is yes, that his? That, that, that's the scene that, there. Yeah, their yeah. fans are all fun. Yeah, like, that yeah. is exactly, like, it's Margaritaville, bro. Yeah, exactly. You just go <laughs> drink margaritas, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lifestyle. It's right? just, like, people that are retired, and then just, like, dude, the amount of fucking old people. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, the oldest part of all of Florida. Like, you go down there, you're like, yeah, we're going to party. And any time that is not spring break, and it's all old ladies <laughs> just, like, just yeah, hitting on and you like hey oh my God. i didn't experience that but <laughs> of course uh none of my opinions are <laughs> are are like legit i apologize to, to the key west <laughs> i mean it is i think it is a retirement community yeah, yeah. no it definitely yeah. is they probably all leave they're like oh spring break we gotta leave i had a friend who Either no, they probably others. just try to get laid, like sleep with twenty-five-year-olds, dude. Hundred percent. That <laughs> it also has that creepy vibe. I love Key West. <laughs> I love saying That's something awful and backpedaling. Yes. Javier is leaving for Key West tomorrow. Yeah. No, I'm, maybe I'll retire there when I'm like super old. Do it. Do it. I just can't handle the humidity. Oh yeah, I like the humidity, but. I, I grew up without it, so I, I'm always, it's like a novelty to me. Like when it's warm at night, I'm like, oh, I have all this energy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude. But, when it's warm at night, I'm like, I need a new shirt. Yeah. 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 I ate one time, I sweated a Wu Tang symbol on my back. <laughs> <laughs> we took a picture of it. That was a sign. You were about to be the, the eighth member. Or yeah. <laughs> it would be 10. Excuse me. Oh, okay. I, don't, I mean, I listen to the music, but I. All right, so then when did you make the transition from, uh, from what's it called, from fashion to architecture? Well, it's interesting because, like, 
honestly, I started making skateboard ramps. Oh, like, really? I would just, when I was 13, I like saved up money. My parents let me build a skateboard ramp in the backyard and I got all my friends and we all like built this, I, like one of my dad's friends, I coerced him into like helping me for free. And he was a, like a carpenter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so when I was, and I think I even built some launch ramps before then. So I was kind of always building stuff, but then I went to fashion school. And then when I graduated, I didn't, I really didn't get any fashion work because also mm. the Bay Area, there isn't a lot of fashion work. And then I just ended up getting hired by some guy who was like renovating a house across the street from my parents' house. And so I would, I would do that. And then I always kind of made clothes at night anyway. I was pretty driven. And yeah, so it was kind of like this parallel thing that just happened. And so I ended up doing a lot of contracting construction. And then in New York City, I was a, I actually got, that's a weird story. I was looking, <clears throat> I had made a little bit of money in fashion. I was sort of making money on my own. And then I, I needed like a day job. And so I applied for all these day jobs. And this one dude was like, oh, come interview. And he had me take an aptitude test. But I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was a Scientology aptitude test. Oh, my God. That sounds, this is already crazy. And I saw, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know what Scientology was. But I saw these books in his office and... And I don't even, maybe it was, but whatever. So I took this test. And so he had got this big project. He didn't do like really big projects, but he had got this big renovation. It's like two stories. You know, they combined three different apartments. And, and he basically said to me, he's like, you did the best on the tests. I want to give you this job. And so I was kind of excited because I was kind of overdoing act- the actual labor. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I could try this. And construction management, it can be super intense, but and so, yeah, so I moved up to construction management and the, the sort of the Scientology never really came up again, but I realized later. Yeah. I've that, worked for Scientologists before. It's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> he would, every once in a while, he would talk about how they knew how to do everything the best. And I was yeah, like, yeah. come on, dude, that's like a weird thought process. I'm like, pretty sure my boss labeled me a suppressive person. <laughs> <laughs> so, was, yeah, was, they have like a term for... Yeah, I was, uh, I worked at the, uh, this is so funny that like you, you live in LA and you have Scientology stories. I love that. That's one of the best parts of LA. (laughs) I know they heard so many people, but it's just, it's so fucking crazy. And I'm a huge, like fascinated. I'm hugely fascinated by cults, but okay. So I worked at Pearl Art in in, here in LA, the one that is now a Joanne fabric. I think it's on Pico. I worked there when the economy crashed and I had just moved here. And I had no fucking job prospects because I didn't know anybody out here and it was fucking tough. So I started working there and I was doing well. Like I'm, I've, I have good customer service background and, and, and sales skills. So I was killing it, but I realized that like everybody in the store was new. And what had happened is that she had fired everybody oh, two yeah. weeks prior. <laughs> and oh, I was like, wow. this, that. yeah, this, this is not going to last. That store should, like went out of fucking business. Like that. I remember Pearl. Cause when yeah. I was at art school that people would go to Pearl, there was a well, Pearl in, there's probably still some, the one in New York and stuff. I just, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just the one here that closed down cause it was just so badly managed, but oh. like, but okay. So then, so it was weird and it was this weird thing where, um, she would get really wrapped up in the gossip and like who was talking shit, oh, the manager. And then she would drop weird things like I'm in so much debt. And I'm like, I know 
<laughs> you would just say, I know. Could you just loan me some money? <laughs> You're fucked anyway. <laughs> You'll just file for bankruptcy. <laughs> Give me all your money. <laughs> and then there was this really adorable girl that worked there. She was like 16. And I remember like us, like, you know, like walking around the store and like going to lunch and just, and, I'm, and me just being like so baffled by like her, like, cause she would talk to me, like it was a normal thing. She was like, oh yeah, in Scientology, we have these things called the blub, blub, blubs. And I was just like, I would just look at her like she, like, I was like, oh my God, poor thing. <laughs> you know, like, like 16. what? Yeah, 16. And like, Can't she's already 16 year old fucking in debt, dude. She's oh, no. already in debt. Oh, to them. To them. To the. To, I didn't like, know they were. Because I should get a loan from them to build my house. Well, no. The reason the loans are you take their classes and you owe them work. Oh, owe them. Oh, interesting. So, so money. So, so that's how. So it's like it's this weird fucking thing. Um, but anyway, I remember I fucked up one time because that store was full. Like she was just hiring people from the church. There was wow. this one guy who was like, who, who was fucking clearly a meth head <laughs> or a pill popper or something like, actually yeah. probably pill popper. Pre-meth. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, <laughs> I like that pre-meth as opposed to pre-meth. <laughs> 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 and he goes, and, 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 I, and I asked him, and he goes, oh, I work a lot with my church. And I asked him, and, he, and, and I was like, what church? I was like, I didn't fucking know. And he goes, it's a cult. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he just told you that. <laughs> no, he was being sarcastic. Oh, he funny. was like trying to like play it off. And then yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it is a cult. Uh, but then the reason that I think I got fired, uh, and I did get fired by this woman, um, was because I, one time I fucked up with my Miami accent and, and I said, this guy was, I was like, oh, you work at the celebrity center. You must meet some really crazy people there. And I meant it like Tom Cruise, like yeah, crazy. Exactly. He was not having that explanation. He was like immediately <laughs> shut down. And then shortly afterwards I was gone. <laughs> and, and my, my manager, like her attitude towards me once I was labeled a suppressive person, <laughs> oh, I'm assuming that. The, and I was like, you know, yeah, it was fucking crazy. It, it was really weird. So there was like, yeah, man, there was a good chunk of that staff that was like just people that she knew from church. But then, so she wasn't paying them, right? I've heard they did they actually. No, I think I think I think she was just staffing the job. I think this job was so that oh. they could pay their debts. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that's how, like, I think that's how the sixteen-year-old girl got the job. She was like, "Oh, my daughter needs a job," you know, because like the mom was like, "Because oh, wow. like she's in debt, and she needs to pay the," you know. It's like it's fucking crazy. Anyway, oh, wow. yeah, he, the guy that I worked for. Oh, I maybe I've even said that before, but he had he had said like he wanted everyone at his construction company to be a Scientologist because it would just work so smoothly. And, yeah. But then he had even said that he had sort of done that and it didn't work. So I was just like, whatever. I mean, yeah, it sounds really really difficult. Have you watched any of the? Of the I haven't. Molly read one of the books um, about that famous woman who who grew up in the church. She was uh, like, Leah. Leah Remini? Uh, yes, yeah, yes. The actress, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I think I started some sort of Scientology drama where they're kind of going and harassing these people and they're always getting like shut out of. My, uh, my highest recommendation if you want to dip your toe in Scientology is the Louis Thoreau documentary. Okay. Because Louis Thoreau has such a fucking weird style where he'll like just interview the person and the person just reveals themselves, but he's not even really like, oh. he's not, he doesn't do 
anything. I really don't just, know how the fuck he does it, but he just gets people like there's like people, you know, <laughs> there's one point where he's driving and the uh one of the guys is like, "I see what you're doing." And he's just like, "Oh my god." But like in that interaction, oh, you wow. realize like how fucked up that guy is, you know, and how yeah. how conflicted he is, and it's just great. I love all of his shit. He does is he, he did English or Yeah, he's he's oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. maybe that was what he, I you know started who he is? watching. Have you have you heard the song the the uh my money don't jiggle jiggle it folds? Oh. <laughs> That's him. That's from a documentary that he did and he just put it on TikTok and it fucking went insane oh, yes. viral. It's definitely on TikTok quite a bit. <laughs> it's unfortunate that I know that. It's catchy though. <laughs> it is, it is. I hated it until I realized it was him and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll give him this one." <laughs> Like I was, I literally was at work one time and, and this guy was singing and I was just like, you little fucking plebe. <laughs> and then I realized I was like, cause I was like, you're just singing the latest fade for, I don't, I doubt that guy knows who, who it so is. So is it a whole song originally or it was just like some little It's moment. him. Someone's trying to help him how to rap. Oh, so he, he does. This. That's a rap song that he writes. So he like, he, I think he's interviewing a bunch of rap stars and stuff and it's great. Dude. Yeah. I'm like a huge fan. Huh, huh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Should, I should watch And it. talking about him has, uh, has, has, uh, with, uh, ladies in the past has been fruitful. So, <laughs> in terms of like, oh, we have that in common. Mm -mm. <laughs> we both like Louis Thoreau. <laughs> there you go. So, so, so I owe him that much. Thank you, Louis. Louis, yes, thank you, Louis. <laughs> I don't even know who you are, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I really love you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, so then... Well, sorry, we went to the, we, we've been on a fucking tangent now, but we, we were talking about architecture. I do want to go back because I didn't ask you about the clothes. What, like, what kind of, is there a style? Were you doing like uh, preppy stuff or I can't imagine. Yeah, preppy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it started as kind of like just skateboarding clothes. It was like at this moment where the skateboarding company started making clothes. And like Vision Streetwear? Era? Yeah, it was then, Holy but it was shit. like world industry. I don't think I know how old you are, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to leave old. it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked you at your birthday and you didn't tell me. Yeah. Oh, I think God. I think I asked you. No, you did tell me and I forgot. But I, I asked you, it was like, hey, can I ask you how old you are? Is And you're like, you can. <laughs> I'm not going to answer you. No, I'm 48. You're 48? Okay. It was like... Yeah, when I started skating, that was like right when street skateboarding started because the, yeah. all the skate parks have been closed in the 80s and it was the tail end. Yeah, I mean, we never went to a, a skate a skate park, I don't recall. Like there was a few ramps, but but yeah, it was like Vision Streetwear. That was mostly like, yeah. Vision that was Street, a fucking that shit. That was like the super 80s. Stuff. But this was like kind of the next step. So it was a little bit more streetwear, if you will. Uh -huh. Yeah. But yeah, World Industries, like we all loved World Industries. And yeah, so I just started making kind of baggy pants and then I started making shirts and we'd all shop at thrift stores because it was kind of like the punk scene and the skater scene were kind of intermingled. Did you something. ever wear the the um, the work shirts that had the, the person's name? Oh, the Dickies. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, like the, you know, Bob's yeah. <laughs> car wash or some shit like that. You know, yeah, yeah. No, there was a moment where I would, I, I, I kind of liked buying thrift store clothes and I had this whole wardrobe. And then there was this moment where I was just over it and I thought it was kind of played out and I had started making my own clothes and I went to this place, you know, those like secondhand stores, but the cool ones like on Telegraph you mm -hmm. know, where like the really hip kids would work there. And they, I brought all the stuff in and the people that were working there, they just wanted all the stuff that I had. They were so into it and I was just like over it. And then that was kind of the end. And then I just started making clothes. 
Mm-hmm. But I would just buy stuff at thrift stores and take it apart and figure out how to make it. And it was first, it was a few friends, but then I was the one that stuck with it. But okay. now, this old friend of mine, Roy, he then later later on in life, like let's say four or five years ago or eight years ago, he became like a really famous selvage jean guy, mm. and he was like Pat the pants maker. And like we would, we knew had people in common, and they would always talk about us. But yeah, he actually made something of himself. <laughs> yeah, and you're just the fucking <laughs> gutter snipe. <laughs> uh, so then, and th- th- just a side question: Did you ever skate in Venice at that like famous spot that no longer exists that became a, a level in in Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Oh no. no. I mean, I never came down here. We would go to Portland actually. Oh. I would snowboard it a lot. We'd go to Portland in the <laughs> summer cuz you could snowboard in the summer in Portland and we'd go to Burnside. Um Burnside I do know from the fucking game. <laughs> oh, is it in the yeah. game? Yeah, I don't know the game, but Burnside was a, That's under a, the amazing. underneath the bridge, yeah. right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it was always growing. We would every year we'd go and there'd be this whole other part they just nice. built and it was like this one dude, we were skating there once, and this guy was just like ripping. Like the locals just ripped, like oververt. And then I remember he came up on the deck, and then he took a shoe off, and it was full of change. <laughs> it had like so much change in it, and he just had some little vans on. I don't even, there was like those little lace up. They weren't even like performance leather. enhancing change. And I was like, dude i could never skate with change in my shoe it wasn't like a, a penny yeah. it was like you know like five dollars and change <laughs> yes, it was insane that's just like yeah yeah all right and then uh what was like the craziest trick you could land the craziest trick oh were well. you were you because uh burials seem to be the fucking uh, oh the, the, burials. The, what's that late burials yeah, yeah i yeah. was i mean i got <laughs> Ron Allen, I don't know if you're Ron Allen. He he skated for H Street. Okay. And then he started this plan, this company called Life, but the the eye of life was an eyeball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he was nice enough. He used to like give me free boards and free wheels and but that was awesome cuz having a brand new skateboard every 3 weeks is insane. But um the best trick God, I don't know. I remember this because you were brought up the whole like getting kicked out of a spot. We used to skate this spot called RSF, which was part of the Cal campus. And they had these big planners. I mean, they weren't that big. Maybe they were like three feet by three feet, you know, like just dirt. And I was trying to do a 360 kickflip over the, over the gap. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were just about to get kicked out. Or the woman came and she was like, oh, sorry, guys. You know, I got to kick you out. And I totally was like, oh, just come on, one more. And then I just like landed this nice. over the gap. <laughs> and it was just like, I don't know. It's like one of those moments where you're like, yes. <laughs> nice. What? But oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say Pixar didn't happen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool, man. I, I do have fond memories of skating. It used to get so fucking hot in Florida. It was like, I, I can't even, like, thinking about what I used to do to my body. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I must have fucking drank so much goddamn water just because, like, it, there was just no way. And we would do it. We would do it, like, daily. I, I, I was always flat ground, though. We didn't really have any, like, vert. So now I tr- I tr- I'm really enjoying learning some of that shit. Oh, where do you skate now? Uh, well, there's the part. Uh, there's the Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Heights skate park, and then there's like there's mad shit everywhere. 
Is that the one right by that studio that we were hanging out at the other yeah, day? Yeah, the also gallery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I one's skated cool. there. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, like it's a downhill. We should barrier. skate. Do you still skate? I I should. Someone just gave me a whole new setup. Yeah. All but right. Yeah, I was. I mean, you'll see it. me with pads. I'm no. I no, no good for you. I'm like <laughs> I'm amped. Fucking, yeah. Like the one thing that I can't really wear too much now that I've gotten a little bit more confident because the first time that I got back on the board, I was like, I need like granny pants for my fucking coccyx i'm so scared of falling you get some butt pads yeah. yeah yeah but then uh now what i really want is to get uh, you know those like ankle protectors that they have i think i may have already told you this personally but um like in real life but the uh the soccer players they have like the little because the shin guards are so small sometimes they'll just put like a little uh, sh- uh ankle protector Oh, it actually... Pre- oh, yeah, yeah. Because whenever I catch flips right oh, here, yeah. it's oh. just brutal. Oh, yeah, I, know, like, I remember. That's, that's why... Oh, yeah, and the shins. shin... I the remember shin like I can handle. Hitting my shin with the skateboard and then it really hurting and looking down at it and seeing blood coming out of the pores. Yeah, like, it didn't actually yeah, yeah, yeah. cut, but it was like... I was like, how is that even happening? <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I do miss, like... Like, I like skating now, but I just miss being young and being carefree and not worrying about, like, like just eating it, you know? Like, I think I was so much better. I've gotten so rusty at, like, falling and rolling and just, like, oh, yeah. you know, I, mean, I miss I... all of that. Like, just, just knowing that I was going to be okay, you know, most of the well, time. You're, like, just so excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I miss that, too. Skateboarding, I think about skateboarding a lot. I watch all these, like, videos on Instagram. But actually, there was this time... I was going to junior college in Berkeley and I would skate all the way there. And I always wanted to have to be good. And I would wear my backpack Mm -hmm. and I would have this line that I skated and it was a good, like 25 minute skate. And there was like a wall ride and kick flips. And that was like, I think one of the, that was, and it was like, (laughs) it was like, I think the wall ride went up even, it was like a storefront and then you'd almost go up onto the glass because it was like (laughs) storefront. But that was like, I don't know. That was a lot of fun. Like trying to, have an actual line. I'm going to try some wall rides next, I think. <laughs> yeah, wall rides are awesome. Like Nautis, Gons, all that shit, yeah. Is it easier facing the wall or facing away from the wall? Deep it's always, wall. I think it was always easier facing away from the wall. Facing backside, away, yeah, yeah, backside, yeah. If there's no, if there's no bank, but um, if there is a bank, Because it then is hard to just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It goes more naturally with your legs. Yeah. I never tried a fucking wall ride. <laughs> Dude. Well, now I'm all excited. You're younger. You're younger. <laughs> yeah. Wall, that was like the beginning. That's what Jim Thibault and Ron Allen would come to our junior high uh-huh. because I don't know why, but they had the launch ramp and they would put it up against the tennis, you know, the tennis thing that you play back and forth. Yeah. And then that was the beginning. Like I had a launch ramp too and we would try to do wall rides. And I don't even know if I ever landed a single one. Yeah. But those dudes, they would just go huge. And but that was with the launch ramp. But then eventually, you know, you could do it without one. Or did you ever watch the the World Industries uh, Rodney versus Day One? I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that video, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. I'm, I'm not fucking familiar. lying, dude. I'm not. I, I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> that shit changed my life, dude. <laughs> Day One. Day One is. is- fucking crazy such it's, an amazing that guy doesn't even skateboard that guy just no, like does a whole like, different thing he's taking it to such a level like it oh is the God. most creative like when he starts writing trees 
you know oh yeah <laughs> and nature yeah. and i love that, that shit. shit was like like that guy i don't understand how his fucking brain works did you ever do you follow him on on instagram off and on but yeah. I've, I've definitely went down like the youtube rabbit hole of some of his videos and his pandemic geez. shit was crazy just him in the house oh, yes. he oh would, i didn't see that he was like he was he would draw these little like boxes and then he'll like put a mattress up against the stairwell and then he'll like you know you know because his whole thing's is manuals right so he'll yeah, manual right. And then he'll just do like a thing. He bounces off of the mattress. Oh, rad. <laughs> it's just like the most fucking creative shit. Sometimes, like he'll do one where there's like something through a little hole, and he'll he'll manual and then hop and then land back on the manual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking and but the skateboard goes through the hole. Oh, He's well, that's so, oh wow, it's that's insane. Like, I love all that stuff. The yeah. weird kind of like not skateboarding, skateboarding, like jumping off shit. And there's another. That people, I think that people don't like this guy, but Anderson, this Canadian dude. Silva? No, that's a that's the um that's the fighter. Sorry, Anderson, Canadian dude. He's a skateboarder, but he does a lot of that weird shit. But he kind of pulls in a little bit of freestyle too. But he does all kinds of crazy tricks and lip tricks. He'll do these like uh mini ramp lip tricks where he's just like on the lip for like ten minutes and he's just like yeah. just not actually going back in the transition. <laughs> He he like did the Olympics. He's on Powell and like what's his what's his first name or is it, it that I can't remember his first Anderson? name. Anderson Anderson is his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do you remember the fucking uh, is it Bucky Lassick the the X oh, yeah. Games shit? Because oh, we cause he did yeah he went to the we X Games. are of the fucking generation that like X Games like was for us and it was still kind of relatively small. But like, do you remember the big air shit where they would they they there's like. There's it's a like a snowboard jump in a way. Yeah. yeah, there's a huge ramp, and then you you go off and you fucking launch. Yeah, and then you, gap. you there's this huge gap, and then you land, and then you're back on on another ramp, and then it's a full vert, a quarter you, pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a quarter pipe. You full fucking vert. You go just straight up, like, and they get like huge air. Yeah, and there was one year where this motherfucker just caught all that air, but he went up weird. And he landed on his back. On the flat, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I saw that. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Oh. Oh, and yeah. I think I that... can never skate vert. Yeah, dude, it is so wild. I can barely pump, man. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how to... Like, I can do it and kind of keep myself going, but my um, my fakie is not good enough. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I remember learning how to pump. It's this, this kid in Berkeley had a... His dad was like a carpenter and he had a... He had a vert ramp. But it was like, you know, it was, it was only like six or seven feet tall, but I remember learning how to pump. And then there was a bunch... There was a big fire in the Bay Area, mm -hmm. and all these houses burned down. And then there was all these swimming pools. Oh we yeah, skate, yeah, the yeah. Pool yeah. skating. It was. It was With awesome. fucking gleaming the cube, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on that plane and look down. And make, hey, that one's empty. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I know people in Arizona that they would do that. They have. Oh, really? Yeah, that's would, legit. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's, just like no, a that's stupid movie. Totally fantasy. real. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes my day a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> to know that someone actually did that because that was fucking that was pretty cool uh what other oh um when i was a kid skateboarding happened overnight did you ever watch that movie with uh the uh, in italian it was called thrashing corsa al massacro race race to the massacre or you know massacre race whatever so it's uh it, it um it's josh brolin and he's a fucking it's probably sometime after the goonies and it's all this like 
it's not even vert. They're just like racing downhill on skateboards. Are they like jousting and that yes and bronze? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Okay, but I think it was just called was thrashing here. Yeah, thrashing. It's yeah. It, it just had the tag in Italian. No, yeah, they filmed that at Bronson Canyon. Okay. When they were like doing the weird joust. Yeah, yeah I yeah. vaguely remember that so, movie, but I know they filmed it there. Yeah. That movie came out in Italy the next day everybody had a skateboard. It oh, played it played it played on the Oh, okay. I'm glad that yeah, yeah. that means that I haven't told the story on the on the <laughs> podcast before. So that movie came out, everybody went and bought a fucking cuz yeah. like over there they have the media set, so they have a very centralized like uh television system back then oh, you know kind of like england or whatever yeah yeah it, it, like they have three like, channels well berlusconi owns or, or owned at the time uh the um italia uno uh rete cuatro and and i forget i don't even remember all of them and then there there's the rye system which is the there's like four rye uh which are like not us would be more like the bbc system oh okay uh which are like state owned but then when he became president, he ran six fucking networks. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it was all bunga bunga if you watch that TV show. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man, I remember that. And then I had the uh, 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 Vision Tom Grohulski model that I still fucking love. I still have it. Oh, right. Yeah, in, in, it had the rails on it. And um, yeah. yeah, man, I miss, I miss, I, I, I have a, a I'm, I, I know that I can still skate, but I miss those days. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> Dude, I do too. I mean, it was just so crazy. I was thinking about like the best trick, but just even like running from the cops was so much fun. Like I remember this moment where this cop was so close to me and I was just skating and it was like, and I was, you know, I'd never been busted and I had, it was like just fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then a friend of ours, he like got arrested and everything and it wasn't fun for him. But yeah, just like, but it's just like skating through town and being able to do tricks, just hanging out and just like, yeah, no, it's a unique time being young and being a skateboarder and right. And it was like, it was pretty illegal. And and we'd have like weird rapport with these cops. There was, I remember this one cop where we would, if I'd see him and I wasn't on my skateboard, I would tap my skateboard on the ground and he would look. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd get like busted by him and we'd just act really stupid. We'd be like, oh, oh, it's illegal. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. And then literally he busted us two or three times in one day. And we just, you like, played till oh, every time. Oh, that was you. Oh, dude, I didn't realize that was today. Sorry, dude. And it was like this thing where, yeah. But, that, I mean, in many ways, yeah, we probably got pretty lucky, or I did. And Jackass, that whole, like, that, that was, the, did you ever watch the Campbell videos? The original Jackass? Like, the shit that didn't oh. make it on TV? With Bam oh. Margera and all those motherfuckers? Oh, well, you know what I used to watch? Because before that, there were these, the whiskey videos. No, I don't know those. That was Sean Palmer. They were snowboarders. Oh, okay. They did a lot of that stuff. I don't know the exact configuration, but I think that was a little pre-Jackass. Oh, And they would do stuff where they would go into a 7-Eleven with like a weird mask on, and they would grab the fire extinguisher and just start squirting everybody in the store and then just take off, and they would... And, that's, and then they were like trying to break bottles on their heads and like... It's not did easy. you ever watch Bam's show, Viva La Bam? I did. I've, I've watched a little bit of Bam. Like, that I kind of went into the, the jackass and then back into the Bam, and he... That show is just basically him abusing his parents and making them rich. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> when he put that, like, alligator or crocodile in there, I was... No idea. I was dying. No, the, the parent thing is so funny. And, like, no, all that stuff is, like, But so I, even funny. just thinking about, like... All that entertainment is so different than anything that comes out now, right? Like, even, it, you, like, it was, 
it was first of all it was fucking very dumb in a great way like yeah, that's a yeah. compliment right i'm not shitting on it it was like yeah. just it was just base dumb entertainment yeah. like no fucking self-righteousness and i what i really liked about it is that you identified with it i mean i, I didn't even really watch it i just liked that it existed you know yeah. like i wasn't a fucking jackass fan but i like steve-o and the the one that i did did like was the wild boys the nature show that he that uh oh i didn't know uh that. chris pontius and and steve-o and it was just that fucking like having alligators bite their nipples oh. <laughs> It's just so dumb. But they had this guy that was kind of serious, Alligators. but like, but in on the joke. But like, you know, he was he he was like the professional among them. But they would they would they. It was very gentle. That's what I really liked about it. It was like it was a nature show, so it was like all like soothing. Oh, it's like he's but these fucking wild ass motherfuckers just doing stupid shit. Like like it was it was it was almost like the crocodile hunter, but with idiots that didn't know what they were doing yeah, just yeah, to yeah. see what they could get away with. And I, oh so funny. Good. Funny. So no, good. I didn't do that. I mean Jackass was pretty funny. There were some pretty amazing moments. Yeah, yeah. And they did it for so little money. It was just like kind of like a genius move. Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're doing more now or something. There was yeah. There's a new one yeah. coming out. I'll probably check it out just for nostalgia. It they are starting to get to that age where like you're worried about them. <laughs> what if I'm just gonna die or get paralyzed? Just, oh god. Yeah, they do some crazy stuff. <laughs> but yeah. All right, let's end with uh, we've been going for an hour, but let's end with a wow. little quick uh, talk about your your architecture and uh, and kind of maybe like get some of your philosophy and shit because you oh, do have a really sp specific style, like it's kind of like how would you describe it? I don't want to I don't want to throw words that are going to make you cringe like whimsical. Oh, <laughs> that's what everybody says. I have to accept that word. I literally. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about that word. I think it is a little bit like that. I think. Yeah. Playful. There, there are all these Playful, words. Yes. But there no. are all these words that like if uh, in the art world, they're kind of like cringe. <laughs> well, that's kind of, well, they're, don't get me wrong. They're cringe in the architecture world too. I mean, I think my work is very much a reaction to going to architecture school and architectures and architects being just so serious about everything and obsessing about all these ridiculous details and, I just want to do work that kind of, you know, makes people happy. And I mean, of course, you know, all my projects function. I'm not doing weird things where, you know, you can't use the kitchen or anything like that. It's not all like, it's not a house full of Murphy beds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I would do that. Someone wanted to do that. I mean, that's Actually, a good move. It's like I'm gonna commission, room, bedroom. Uh, no, I'm just going to commission a house that like is completely covered in mattresses when you open all the Murphy beds. <laughs> Yes, it's a party house. It's like yeah. it's all all work and all party. It's my Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pillow fight, the, the pillow fight house. <laughs> yeah, it comes with all the pillows and the thing. Uh, without the rape and exploitation. <laughs> oh Christ! Yes, because <laughs> a lot of that weird shit is coming out. Like uh, the girls yeah. from that TV reality show are like, I don't oh, know. If is you... it like a Playboy show? Or... So there was a remember there like in the early aughts there was or maybe 2010s there was the show with the three playmates that were on like e-network hmm. um they were like there was one that was always flashing people and the, uh there were three blondes and they were supposed to be his girlfriends i think one of them came out the playboy guy 
Yeah, Hefner. Oh, oh, Hefner. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty sure that one of them has come out and said like, "Oh, it was a rape cult. <laughs> it was like all of these women were like expected to have sex with people and shit." So, so that's not my uh, <laughs> my Playboy Mansion minus rape. <laughs> I'm not gonna work for him. I don't do Murphy bed houses. <laughs> Strict no Murphy. This interview is over. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good no. place to end. <laughs> You'll never work with me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't have to end the interview. But, uh, no, 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 I'm kidding. I, I Well, I mean, we could wrap up for sure, though. So anyway, so then you do like whimsical stuff. I mean, we, we have a, a googly-eyed house all the way over there. And then yeah, that's you have, what I'm trying. You have cloud. You, <laughs> I do. I use clouds a lot. Yeah. Clouds a lot. And um, so, like, it's not uh, it's not your typical sort of, like, Spanish colonial, like Los Angeles, like fetishization of like, (laughs) I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's like the vernacular stuff. The whole architecture scene just hates all that stuff. Like all the styles are like a big no, no. Oh really? Oh yeah. You, if you're not an architect, if you're just designing a style from the past, but I don't know. I, I, I definitely look at some of that stuff, but yeah, I think I try to toe the line between those two things, but just make it really playful. And actually, that project, which there's another house involved in that project, it was was really influenced. It's it's a project I tried to put a cloud on, but we ended up putting this like big circle on it. And I started calling it the bagel after that everything all at once <laughs> movie. But it's I tried to think about like what Oh, is that what your story was about? I was like, yes. what the fuck? This is so <laughs> random. I don't even know what this is. Okay, okay. I I like that super random. But that house was about like you know, they, there's a lot of houses in LA that were like arts and crafts, and then they get stuccoed over, which is kind of an inexpensive process. It insulates the house a little bit, but the architecture community hates it. And they're yeah. like, oh God. And then I just kind of like, I really like that. It's like this sort of evolution of a style of Los Angeles. And I try to sort of take that and, you know, refine it in a way and just play with it. But I, I like vernacular. There's so much like cool kind of vernacular architecture in LA. And there's like famous. What do you architect- mean by vernacular architecture? Vernacular is like Spanish style is vernacular. There's like a moment in time where like almost everything is Spanish style. And then uh, everything is arts and crafts. And then everything is like the 50s. And those are like the, the prominent styles of the time. And those are, they kind of can be looked down upon. But then there's like googie. But I don't even think Googie, I like Googie. Googie is not actually referred to as vernacular because it wasn't huge enough. Yeah, but it was it. I mean, in Googie pop culture, awesome. In pop culture, it is though. Like we still, well, yeah, you know, like you're probably right. Like per capita, <laughs> the amount of Googie. <laughs> well, a lot of it's gone yeah, too. That's they just true. Tore it all down. Why? I but know. It's Why so is right? Isn't LA, LAX a Googie? Yes, kind of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a there was this gorgeous googie building that Frank Gehry is just touring down on the west side. That was that was even historical, and they well, fucking uh, Toy Story just milked the shit out of that too, right? Like, it... yeah, <laughs> googie is like that's like well, the the um the auto museum that they put all that crazy stuff in that was actually originally googie, but it hadn't been googie for years. They had already kind of covered it up and everything oh, yeah. like that. But but yeah, the Peterson is a good point. Like the Peterson isn't like my thing. But I love that the Peterson exists because it's just so weird. Yeah. And like, if you see it from really far away, it's almost like you're looking at a weird mirage or alien has landed, but the architecture community hates it. 
Six. And I love, I love how you say hate, by the way. <laughs> I just said it like that a couple times. <laughs> I might just clip that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I also like how like abrasive it is towards LACMA because it's right yes, there. It's, it's like, just, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Renzo. <laughs> you get all the projects and you don't even win the competitions. <laughs> <laughs> all that's all oh, that's for like the architecture audience because I did not get any of that. Yeah. And, anyway, uh, what well, what do you really like in uh, like what is what are the things that you like in LA that you like places that you're like oh shit that building is dope that you know like the Fox Building Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, oh, what's that building? I that's mean, the I love Fox that. Studios. Where is that? I don't even know what that is. I don't remember where it is, but I remember when I first got, when I first visited LA, my brother drove me past it and he goes, that's Nakatomi Plaza. And I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds cool to me. No, no, I knew exactly. Oh, you had seen it. Fucking cool, man. I was like, oh my God, die hard. (laughs) Oh, I was just like, me everything. Oh, well, I think, I guess it's, I'm even having a hard time. Wait, wait. So, so yeah, you didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. I'm sorry. Die Hard is shot at the... Oh, this is that thing by um, The Hammer, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. That's the Pomo shit. Okay. I'm I'm into Pomo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that building's... I like the Pacific Design Center. I think that building is amazing. I like... Pacific Design... Is that the one in Pasadena? No. No, it's on... No, I'm thinking Art Center Pasadena. Beverly. Beverly. The big blue thing. It's like all glass. It's got these like oversized lamps. It's got all these like little hills Mm -hmm. in the... That's like a really famous. And then they just finished. There was like a fourth building that they hadn't built. They had a little mocha there. They had that little mocha. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing building. I like that that Coke building that looks like a boat. That's it's downtown. Okay. It's still oh, it's totally it's a new there. one that they just built. No, 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 it's been it's been there since like actually in the eighties. Probably they built it. It's okay. like proper postmodernism. What do you think of the bend- bendix from the outside? <laughs> <laughs> The I'm really you're just listing buildings and I'm like I don't know I sh- I asked the wrong question I don't I'm out of my depths hey you know this place that we both know I mean the Bendex the Bendex is a vernacular building it's of the time what it's time like, was that I, it's kind of Art Decoy well you know what I love the Bendex is that interior um the little foyer and unfortunately they painted over all that painted concrete I remember going oh, in there yeah. and it was like even nicer and it was like all cast in place concrete and like but yeah, I mean, the Bendex is not the building <laughs> that I dream about. <laughs> it's got to be weirder. I like all the really weird stuff that happens in LA by some random architect that you know, yeah. no one knows, and they build some weird stucco box or just like. We might of... have to just do a YouTube uh, 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 architecture tour of LA then. Cause <laughs> well, I'll I'll plug I plug the show that I do sometimes the Rad Bad and Sad show. Oh yeah, for sure. That show has on YouTube has a bunch of like random buildings that we you know just take photographs of and talk about. Oh okay. Yeah 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 cool no because i mean there is a lot of interesting stuff but then once you started actually naming them i realized like i was like oh my god what did i do <laughs> um cool 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 man cool so uh, yeah what do you got planned do you have any any big projects coming up the one project that has the the bagel on it we're pro- we're gonna probably shoot that pretty soon so that's exciting it's like almost finished and I mean, I, I have a, I have a bunch of projects. I have a nice like two story ADU on the west side that we're gonna just start building, and then I have um, I called it the three legged the three legged bedroom. It's like a, it's a 
a main bedroom, but it's on the second story. And then the, the first story you can access from the backyard. And so it's kind of like on legs. We mm -hmm. sort of just put these little legs on it. Um, and that one is really fun. Um, and yeah, I have some other projects that they haven't really sort of got to the point where they're like, can be described, you know, we, yeah, haven't, yeah. we haven't got to that point in the design phase, but yeah. And then you, you just hire contractors. How does that work? The, do you have well, the client, the client hires the contractors. So it's you sort do of the, like a, yeah. a three part. There's the client, there's the architect or the designer, and then there's the, the contractor. And so we work, you know, but yeah, I have a bunch of contacts and I sort of get them three bids. You usually like, typically you try to get them three numbers and they talk with them and they decide who to hire. And then I'm part of the process. I mean, I have so much construction experience that sometimes yeah. get a little too involved. So those hands are probably calloused, or have they? Yeah. Have they not anymore? Soft? They've gotten soft Aww. from from the mouse, from being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Being a dad made you soft. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, it's been a pleasure. It's definitely nice. I've I, I I've known you for a very long time, and we've had conversations for sure. Uh, but it's nice to not have like distractions <laughs> around. Yeah, no, you know? it's been, it's been a pleasure. Especially like a particular five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. But uh, I did kick Ida's ass at that uh, 20 questions game. And, and <laughs> oh, I remember when you, uh, yeah, you kicked in the competitive mode. That was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. She likes that game. Yeah. No, that was really fun. I was like, I was like, when do I ever get to do this? <laughs> Which you guys probably do it every day and you're like, oh, oh we questions. do that in the car. <laughs> you do we that in the car? A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did a good job though. You picked, you picked the restaurant we were at and we <laughs> were struggling and I felt like a genius when I figured it out. When it clicked in my brain, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was funny. I forgot that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, can, can you plug your website, your Instagrams? And you also do some art stuff. I don't want to like make it like you're not also active in the art world. You Well, I mean, you, I'm not that active. But yeah, I mean, my website is just byben.com, B-Y-B-E-N.com. You came to my first show. So. <laughs> I liked your first show. Well, no, that wasn't my first first show. But the, the first show that I met Molly at was that one. And, and that was yeah. cool. So no, but you, you, I mean, you get out to a bunch of shit just by. I go by to virtue. a lot of art yeah. shows. You put that show in Made in LA, and then we met you that day. That yeah, yeah, happened? that's a that's a hundred percent. So I've known you guys both that, but when before, I interviewed, before I know, yeah. but when I interviewed her, we realized that we've like known each other since twenty sixteen, which is seven years. That's like fucking a long time, bro. <laughs> you know too long too long for an la relationship yeah for sure especially in la right exactly all la friendships should end at four and a half years yeah as you as you grow apart exactly i just i just went into my own thing apart. you know yeah, exactly. like i still love him i just don't ever want to talk to him again yeah fuck that guy <laughs> all right man cool uh your website Byben, B Y B N dot com. And your uh, Instagram? My Instagram is I lower slash Flanur. Flanur. Where does that come from? Flanur? You don't know what Flanur is? Flanur mm. is, um, I think it's Walter Benjamin, or he might have made it popular. He's like a philosopher. And it's about experiencing the city. You know, when you go on a hike and you experience nature, it's about experiencing the city in that same way. And so you don't, mm. you don't actually buy anything you like window shop it's like doing an urban hike you're mm -hmm. sort of part of the city it was about like the dandies and these guys that would 
you know, they would dress up and they would just experience the city. And it's like, a, that's kind of how I initially sort of saw the internet. It was sort of my attempt at the critique of Instagram where you're just kind of like experiencing the internet, <laughs> making it more interesting than it really is. But yeah, Flaneur is like a, a big thing in philosophy. And the what were the dandies? They were these guys that would what, what era? get all, I mean, I think this is like the, it might even be the 1800s or something. 1800s, okay. Or maybe the 1880s. I'm so ignorant to that. But yeah, they, they, you know, they, they wore really nice clothes and they were sort of part of the fabric of the history. They're probably like early scene starts, you know, mm. but they're not sort of, they're not act. They almost, I don't even think they really worked very much. And so, but it was all about window shopping and going to the park and hanging out. So aristocratic. Just, kind of, <laughs> yeah. but I don't even know if it a was. A man of leisure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should know more about it. I just no, no. I ju I'm just trying to pick, I was more than anything trying to figure out. 18, 1800 sounds about right for like people trying to be like romantic be about like the, the city. the Rococo or maybe not. <laughs> I what am I even talking about? I need to stop. But yeah, that's his extent. Oh, fucking, uh, Walter Benjamin. Arcade Fire has ruined the word Rococo because now every time someone says Rococo, I hear Rococo, Rococo, Rococo. I've never heard that song. I wish you hadn't told me because I love I love the Rococo. All right, I'm trying to remember. I came up with a really dumb sign off last time, and I'm gonna keep it. Do it. Bye, Jiminy. Thanks for watching. Good luck, everybody. All right. Uh, yeah. Th I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.